0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Rosa. And for this episode, I invited mental health therapist, Cynthia Perez, to talk about inner child healing, life transitions, and creativity. Cynthia shares about her journey of recovering from a toxic work environment. She talks about how she reconnected with her inner child and how she's been able to bring in more joy and creative expression in her everyday life. If you find this episode helpful and healing on your journey, don't forget to share with a friend and on social media. Also subscribe so you can be notified every time a new episode drops. And if you haven't done so already, I would really, really appreciate it if you write a review on Apple Podcasts. As you know, this really helps boost our presence in this media. Also, I am on Instagram And I share daily inspiration on all things related to healing. And my handle is at Rosa Shetty. And if you wish to start or continue on your inner child healing journey, I have created a community for women. This is called the Inner Healing Collective. And I believe that when women come together with a goal of healing, and because of that shared intention, powerful healing magic happens. And when you sign up, you get four weekly inner child healing meditations. These are live and I lead you into meditation. We check in. You can ask me questions and receive gentle guidance and feedback from me. And then once a month we meet for a longer discussion on a specific topic related to inner child work and healing from trauma. So if you're interested, check it out. The link will be in the show notes. And just need to give a brief disclaimer before we go into the actual episode that this podcast episode is not meant to treat or diagnose any physical or mental health condition. This does not substitute for health care or mental health services of any kind. Guests have a right to share their opinion and perspective, and this does not constitute an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. So without further ado, here's my interview with Cynthia Perez. Take a listen. Welcome, Cynthia, to the Inner Healing Paths podcast.
1: How are you? Thank you so much for having me, Rosa. I'm I'm doing well today. Today's a good day. And I think part of it was knowing I was going to talk with you. How are you? Yes,
0: doing well, same, you know, just, all, you know, the, I tend to prepare a few hours before our uh, the conversation with someone. So I, I was reviewing your, your Instagram. And I mean, I've been following you for a while. So I have an idea about who you are and what you what you share with us, but just kind of reviewing and 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 I just got so excited to finally have have to have the opportunity to sit with you and and talk and meet and, you know, connect.
1: Yeah, I feel it feels good. Thank you.
0: Yeah, of course. So tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, for the folks that don't know you or know about your work, tell us
1: a little bit about who you are and the healing work that you do. Thank you. So I am Cynthia Perez, Alonso Perez, and I am a Chicana therapist, but I also feel like in this season of my life, I'm so much more than that. Um, I have been doing therapy since graduating with my master's in 2008 in different ways, in different communities, but all throughout Los Angeles and in the field. And in the pandemic, I found myself as a medical social worker, one of the largest healthcare companies in Southern California. And I had already been there for five years. And so I was really facing burnout. And so mm-hmm. in this pandemic, I really claimed my identity as not just a therapist, but a creative. So um, I'm here with you now mm-hmm. because um, in 2019, I started Well Mama Cafe, which was like really um, supposed to be a space for other moms. Um, And my goal was really connecting with first gen moms who are having postpartum or feeling like the stress of doing it all. But as I've evolved in my own reparenting, yeah, I've, I really, um, I really went beyond in 2020 and created rooted in reflection, which has allowed me to have really great conversations Mm -hmm. with you and other people. And so what Rooted in Reflections is, is we create spaces where we can talk about uh, really impactful conversations that are healing. So we talk about the effects of colonialism and capitalism on our mental health, and I bridge all of that with... um, Neuroscience and ACEs to talk about how our inner child has been affected. So I host workshops with different titles because we talk about so many different facets of our inner child. But I also host like um, conversations with employees for their mental health. And my goal is really to be able to to do different workshops for different agencies and honor employees and clinicians and Mm -hmm. their um, inner child healing. And so we use different things like indigenous movements, you know, just dancing, drumming, Mm -hmm. singing, humming, and really getting back to the the roots of us. So yeah, that's rooted in reflection and we offer different fun, innovative ways to honor our inner child with radical joy.
0: Wonderful. You know, I want to go back to, you mentioned that you were, you know, burned out as a medical social worker for a very large organization. And you went into this other path that you, that you just shared with us. Can you tell me a little bit about how did That decision come about? I think that, you know, for so many people, that's the hardest part, right? To shift gears and to, to honor that, um, that sense of feeling tired, burned out, overwhelmed, to be able to honor that is such a huge step. Can you share with the listeners a little bit about how that looked for you? What helped you take that, that leap or, or to shift gears for your, for yourself, for your career?
1: Yeah. Thank you for asking me. And you know, it's, it's funny. I think this is important to say, because even in you asking me, and I don't say this to like Mm -hmm. show off or anything, but it's, it's cool to see my growth because when you ask me, I even forget the feelings that I had because I feel so much better. But, but if you would have talked to me two years Mm -hmm. ago, when I was in the thick of it, I would even say, I would say I was burnt out for like three years without being able to decipher if it was Mm. burnout if it was postpartum if it was you know just just changes but Mm -hmm. in the burnout itself I was having physical symptoms Rosa in just you know I'm sure a lot of us have hit so many different rock bottoms in in the pandemic (laughs) but I remember Mm. um I was literally having symptoms that sent me to the hospital and it was just stress. I was ha- like throwing up, but not mm-hmm. being able to throw anything up for like a whole day. Mm-hmm. I literally was dry heaving like 50 times. I went to the hospital and they're like, there's nothing we can do. It's just stress. Mm-hmm. I also got shingles in the mm-hmm. pandemic, which oh is goodness. kind of like when you have an, you, uh, when you have a compromised immune system. So I had mm-hmm. shingles, which if you've never had shingles, it is so painful. And it actually mm-hmm keeps coming back for me now. Um, yes, anytime I'm stressed, heard, I feel it. Yeah. It's wild. So I actually count that as like my boundary patch, like, oh, my shingles are flaring oh, up. I have to say yeah, no to you. Yeah. But I, yeah, the, the hardest thing was I was having intrusive thoughts in the pandemic. Um, I am someone that is not for guns. And I was having, I'll be very honest mm. with you. I was having intrusive thoughts with a gun in my mouth. And that is not me, Rosa. That mm. is not, I've never, I've never been someone to have these yeah. intrusive thoughts like that, not even yeah. in my postpartum. So I got really scared. Mm-hmm. And it was actually, I went to see the psychiatrist of my job. Mind you, I'm a healthcare worker. And mm-hmm. this psychiatrist is my colleague, but also my doctor. Mm-hmm. So that's not only just one ethical dilemma, but I told him my intrusive thoughts. I told him, you know, I really think I need at least a month off. And he said, I can't, I can give you a week. Mm-hmm. And I told him, like, mm-hmm. you know that I need more for my safety. And he said, Yes, but you're an employee. So they're monitoring how much time we approve for employees because we need you. And I, it was that, that, that it really made me look, yes, like I'm only here for myself. I really have to look out for myself. They don't care. So I took a leave of absence Mm -hmm. and that leave of absence was the best thing that could have ever happened to me, Rosa. I like was able to invest in my rest. I was able to really carve out who I am and like the creativity that was like, really wanting to be seen because I'd already Mm -hmm. used all of my survival resources as a medical social worker. I needed to invest in myself. So that leave of absence, I'm not going to say it was easy. I guilted myself every day, every, every month that I had to Mm -hmm. like go back on leave and stay on leave. I would like apologize to my supervisor. I would over-apologize to my colleagues. Um, and I would really just feel guilty, but it wasn't even until I was gone for like three months that I started to feel the effects of my workplace trauma. Like I would feel like on edge Rosa Mm. and like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? I'm resting. And that's when I, when I finally let go of everything, I was like, my body is still reactive. I'm still jumping. So it really took me like six months to realize Mm -hmm. this is not good for my health. And when I finally went back to work, I physically couldn't, I was having a panic attack, getting in the car. Once I saw my supervisor, I was emotional. I was crying and I felt like I was really unraveling again. And so that's really what helped me make a decision. And I left, I left, I tried to find a different job in that company, but I realized after transferring for a week that the company is the problem. The system, the healthcare system was the problem and was Mm. making me sick. And when I realized they didn't value me, they didn't value clients. I was able to say, okay, well, I guess nobody's coming to save us. I have to value myself. And I know like, it's been really hard because I say this and I think you can relate with relate with me, Rosa, Mm -hmm. leaving a pension job, Mm -hmm. a union secure job as a first gen daughter Mm -hmm. of immigrants was so hard. Like even the other day, my dad said something mean, like well, good luck when your business fails. Oh my and goodness. I felt like yeah. so hurt, you know, so of it was course. really hard to do. I'm not going to say that it mm. wasn't, but I really, my body was like tapped out, but also now like two years after my worst feeling, I feel so much better. And mm. even remembering that feeling, I'm like, I'm not there anymore. So yeah. if that little story helps anybody, that is how I came around it. I just yeah. had to do the damn thing.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and thank you for, for sharing that and being so open about it because I think so many, uh, especially people in mental health and that that social workers, you know, even I mean, even doctors, anyone in the, in yeah. the health profession, it is so hard to recognize that. We need help too, right? We're human. Mm. Uh, things in in the world, in our families, in our history, in our trauma, you know, impact us as as well the same way as it impacts others. Some of us maybe have more resources, but eventually, I think one of the things that you mentioned is that you tapped into all of your resources, <laughs> and that was no longer enough. You needed to get out of that toxic. It sounds like a very toxic organization, um, and you needed to get out. You need you. That it's for it was for your your life your health depended on that you know so uh, so I think so many people just don't realize that uh, you know we are we're all human right and regardless yeah. of the level of education or experiences and men- or experience and mental health and general resources uh, the, at some point it, it is
1: also too much for anybody mm. to handle yes that part yeah. right and even honoring ourselves as these humans that came into these roles, you know, um, to help, but then it's like, okay, but who's helping us if we are not. And I found a lot along the way, when I think about how did I even get here? Because you might see me on the reels and I'm like dancing and and singing and I look bold, but I was not. Mm -hmm. I've always been this way with my friends, but I would never have thought that I would put myself out there like this. And I really think that that's a testament to inner child healing. But also when I think about how I got here, it's been comadres and, Mm. and friends Mm -hmm. and black women helping me along the way, like giving me their hands or their, these words of encouragement or saying the thing that I needed in that moment, or even introducing me to somebody those things all helped me do the damn thing. And I remember one friend who left Kaiser to do her own private practice, um, like years before I did, I remember I judged Mm. her in my head. But when I went back to her for like, I need another way, she said, Are you ready for private practice yet? And I remember telling her, like, I get that. But if I mess up at my job, like if I'm not good enough, it's just my job. But if I mess Mm. up in private practice, it's me. And I'm Mm. not a great therapist. And she said something that I was like, Yesenia, I just really needed to hear that. She was like, Cynthia, I understand you. That's called imposter syndrome. This is like 2018. Okay. Mm. And she's like, but you, you're forgetting that you are the one that does that work with, with members for that agency. It's you that has been doing the work. And you think that the work is what makes you good, but it's you. And I was like, you're right. She goes, that's imposter syndrome. You think that you can't go wherever you want. And the magic isn't you, you are the magic for your, with your members. And I was like, Mm. you know, and I needed her to say that like anywhere you are, you are you baby girl. And it just, it has stayed with me. So it's really been people supporting each other, not gatekeeping and really saying like, go ahead and rest versus maybe, you know, my family was like, you're really going to take a rest, mm-hmm. you know, and, and their own scarcity mindset projecting on me. So I've really leaned towards other clinicians, other friends, comadres, and, and people who are also being vulnerable.
0: Yeah. And I love what you just uh, shared about you are the magic you or you hold that and you are the one doing this for you, the people that you work your clients your the members you know it is it is all you as you know but I feel that so many you know for so many of us being in the midst of a very difficult traumatic situation it's hard to tap into that concept I mean we 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 get it mentally but to really embody that and and so what you're sharing what you're you're sharing and saying is that In 2018, that was brought to your awareness through a friend, and then it took a a couple more years for you to little by little start embodying that to where you're at now. In that in that journey.
1: Wow! Thank you for seeing me. That's exactly what I felt like that, and I feel like you really saw me. Yes. And isn't that so many of us, Rosa? Like where you're like, I heard this thing, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like until. Four years later, when everything kind of aligned. And oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how and it is. And then you just like, we don't, yeah. Yes. Have yeah. you felt, and like you do, yeah. you do inner child work on your own. Doesn't mm. it hit differently?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, sometimes we're just not ready to hear the yeah. message, right? And I think emotionally, mm. physically, sometimes when we're in it, in a very toxic situation or just survival mode, it is very hard to fully go into that direction of the, the, the the creativity, the flow, the, you know, the, the magic, all of that requires you to feel safe, right? Mm. And Mm -hmm. and, and especially with work, right? Work people, I think the, the idea is that, well, it's just work, but it's not, you know, it's not just work when you are helping others heal. It is a deeply personal calling I feel like you know for totally, of totally. us. so when the work environment is toxic it affects us deeply mm,
1: yes you actually brought a picture up to mind mm. when you were saying that mm-hmm. and it was another jump off of you know in 2020 we were all at our homes mm-hmm. or some of us you know a lot of us still had to work and and, and any everyone had it bad in their own regards we all remember the fear mm-hmm. and then we had the the murder of George Floyd the murder of Breonna Taylor the um, there was like so many things happening and yeah. then the the protests yeah. and um, I lived um, at this time on second street in Long Beach and I love my condo and you can see any protests the gay pride parades all the anything that was going on in Long Beach happens mm-hmm. through my back windows and I could mm-hmm. see everybody gathering it's always been like my favorite part about living in Long Beach we would go out there and join so during this time of civil unrest and protests it was hard to be like somebody that is so for the cause and like in the streets on the weekend. And then I go back to work for a hospital and nobody wants to address Mm. all of this, um, really horrible things going on in the news. And in my department, a lot of it was, um, black nurses, a black doctor, primarily black women leading the department. And it really Mm. bothered me that, um, they couldn't have time and space to like, just have a moment, Mm -hmm. have a a collective, you know, discussion. How are you doing checking in all of us? Like nobody honored that time, that uncomfortable feeling. And so I asked, can I like do a meditation? Can we have Mm -hmm. a moment for, and every time they'd be like, sorry, we just don't have time for it. And it felt like it was a moment where I thought this is a, this is an opportunity for me to embody my values. And every day I feel so uncomfortable in this conversation So what I would do is I would end up calling my colleagues and offering support because we all needed support. And then I thought, what if I made this space, something that the way I would do it. And it's just crazy because something that toxic for me, I left and I felt a little bit of guilt, but now I'm creating those spaces of like, Hey, let's talk about this. Let's talk about how it feels to see these horrible things happening in the news and how we can heal. So it's kind of crazy how. That moment, mm-hmm. I couldn't stand it, and now I'm creating spaces virtually, and we're making those communities out of something that I wanted. Yeah, so I just, no, I just absolutely it just blows my mind. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, definitely. And you know, going back to something you mentioned earlier about creativity, and you, you said yeah. you know some of you see me, you know, dancing, doing my my you know, TikTok or reels and you see me, you know, doing these things, uh, what helped you be able to allow your, you know, once you you know, you quit your job and you're, you know, try- figure out what to do next, what helped you just allow that cre- creativity and energy to just flow and to oh, put yourself them. out there in, in this way for yeah. your still for people, You're know, you're still helping, but what helped you present yourself in Thank this creative you. way?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So part of it, what was a barrier was my inner child doubt and inner critic, right? Because mm. I grew up, what I realized now is that my, my parents, I love my parents, but they were immigrants, they were just really trying to work and very much come from a scarcity mindset and when i look back now my mom didn't have any hobbies mm-hmm. she did not do things for fun she she just like laid in bed and she watched the novelas mm-hmm. um, but she didn't really like go do things or make friends so i didn't know the value of hobbies or play and and creativity but i am a creative person um and so the way mm-hmm. that that showed up was my husband he's a dj he's an artist he is just a creative in so many ways. And I would always say like, well, you're the artist, you're creative. I can't mm. do that. And I love my husband for this. Cause he'd always be like, yes, you are. Everybody is an artist. Everybody's mm. creative. You just have to practice. And I'm like, but I can't practice. You say that because you're naturally good at something. And it really took him saying you are too. You just have to find the theme. And sometimes it's just mm. easier for you. And you don't think it's, it's countable. But because it's easy for you. And so I was like, hmm, he's on to something. Yeah. And it was actually in my postpartum depression. Um, I had two babies back to back. And um, with my first baby, I really felt this guilt of why do I feel so I didn't even feel like I could gather myself. Like, who am I? I I don't, I just felt really foggy. And one day I was having tacos mm. with my my husband and his friend and wife and they're they're um, creatives and they have a lot of things going on in Long Beach for the creative community. But I had mentioned like, hey, Juan, I thought about this logo and mm. it's the Wu-Tang logo, but instead of the W and it's saying Wu-Tang in the middle, it would be an M. You flip over the Wu-Tang and you write motherhood and then mm. it would say motherhood ain't nothing to fuck with. But really, mm. that's how I was feeling. Mm. I was feeling like... Oh my God, this job is so much more than I thought. So then he's like, I love that idea, Cynthia. The next week he Mm -hmm. emailed me the logo. He's an artist. He created it. And so I was like, but I didn't draw that. And he's like, but Mm -hmm. it's your idea. And I was like, but I didn't draw that. And he's like, Cynthia, creativity is about the idea. And then you build community in exporting it, you know, however you need That one idea, Rosa, I ended up doing another shirt Mm. and then another shirt and then a beanie and then some pins and -hmm. then a journal. And so my point is, is like, once I bet on myself, it took vulnerability for me to tell Juan my idea. And then like, they're both hip hop, my husband and Juan, they're both like hip hop heads. So I was like, well, who am I? And it it, it became this, that sticker now became a sweater. This sweater now connects Mm. me to other moms. When I'm I wearing it, they're that. like, I love your sweater. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> then we end up talking about our postpartum impression and then yeah. we end up building a connection. So it just goes to say, like, my creativity just flourished once I did one thing. And that's why yeah. I say it's about the doing, doing one thing. And it wasn't about making money. Mm-hmm. I did those shirts when I was still working at my healthcare job. It was just kind of like, just for fun. And I think I, ra- I raised like $500 oh. for the Brianna Taylor fund at that time mm-hmm. because it, I just kept aligning my creativity with my calling because it felt like both needed to be seen both needed a place to be to be so Mm -hmm. I just I just was like about jumping into my creativity one thing led to the next and now it just keeps flowing out of me and it's it's really evolving into like my physical creativity dancing and and I also go to say like I've always been this as a little kid but I had to like put the cap on it because mm. adults felt it was too much. Because oh. maybe they weren't able to be mm-hmm. that creative. But now, like yeah. I'm a genie in a bottle. I am a genie in a bottle. When I rub, mm-hmm. when I rub myself, it's <laughs> like, go ahead, mommy, you can do this. Like I, I just go yeah. create. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's so beautiful, Cynthia. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Because I, I, I think that so many. I mean, I, you know, I think going back to the inner child work. I mean, children are creative, you know, and we always. Oh, yeah. We we don't even question it, right? When when we see a child drawing or or be pretend playing or making something with play doh, we just allow them to be. And you know, if for those lucky ones that had that have parents that encourage that, well, then they provide even more, right? And then they just become cre- even more creative and. And then those are the ones we call maybe yeah. creative adults, right? right? But when we go all the way back, you know, I, I feel that so I mean we are all creative because creativity, you know, the way I see creativity, mm-hmm. it is connected to our to our soul. It's it's not that's that's you know, got that part of creation, you know, God and yeah. spirit, whatever you believe in is a creative energy source. And Ooh. so that is. That is who we are. So when you talk about reconnecting to your creativity, and then your husband is a DJ, creative person, and you always thought, oh well, he's a creative one, right? <laughs> oh, no, sure but you did. were, you were. It's like there's a reason why you were even in that. You know that that bond with him right relationship oh, you are oh, you've always been this and you're such a good therapist because oh. you're like
1: totally <laughs> teasing out what I've come to understand right when yeah, you're no, in it you're I, just like uh yeah. In it. And like,
0: wow yeah no it's just your story your story is so beautiful because it just show is a testament of of going back and, and like you said healing connecting with your inner child tapping into your creativity that is innate in all of us and and then and then sharing it with your friends with your community and then now you're at that point where you're like I want to share it with everybody you know I want to create with everyone
1: yeah thank you and I feel like that's what yeah. kids do when we let them they go back and they tell their friends and they want to make it bigger they want community. right exactly we are seeking it. Yes. You know, I saw I found this video like um a couple of years ago I kind of forgot about it but this last Christmas kind of brought up a trigger, if I may share. Mm-hmm, yeah, we found yeah. this family video, and I was, I remember my babies were little, but my stepson was about maybe 13, and he's known me uh most of his life. So when we saw this family video, mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, que vamos a encontrar like what are we gonna find in this video of me as a kid? Mm-hmm. And it was Christmas, and um our two families, my tío and um and my parents, they were, we were all together with my primos, and there's like six of us primos together, and you know, Christmas, we we're all loud, mm-hmm. but I guess they had They had set the camera up. My dad set the camera up Mm -hmm. to record the adults talking at the table. Mm -hmm. But this was boring, boring conversation. But you just see me and my cousin. We would be playing. You hear us playing in the background. And then you see us run to the camera and start singing. And we're like interviewing each other. And we're joyful. And then Rosa. Oh, how beautiful. And and like, yeah, us as the audience, we're smiling. And then you see my dad come and yell at us. And be like, don't yell you know, gritándonos en español, like, don't yeah. go in front of the camera this mm-hmm. is for us get away go mm. go and you just see our faces and then whatever so yeah. this yeah. last christmas yeah, my my husband i open up my he's always great with christmas gifts and i'm always mm-hmm. a little bit weird that's some inner child energy you know whatever <laughs> he always does such a great job but um he gave me the the like ring you know the famous real making mm-hmm. the 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 iphone stand with the with the light And Mm -hmm. I was a little bit nervous and I was like, what, what is this? And he's like, because you know, you have your business and I saw you doing a couple reels. Like, I think you should do this. He like Mm -hmm. changed so much for me with that gift Mm -hmm. because I was like, what do you mean? You, you mean I could be on the camera and you're not going to like yell at me. And he's like, what? (laughs) <laughs> and he even said, you've been doing this since oh, you were a kid. Why don't you do oh it the goodness. way you want to do it? And I yeah. was just like, wow. That's, so for
0: someone to read that That's amazing. That me, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like, he's, he's in a way, you know, helping you move along the, that healing journey. Right. You know, some of those injuries, you know, some of those things that you, like you described that Christmas moment when you were a child parents don't think anything of it but these are mm. the things that accumulate right enough of this um of this just shutting down and and saying don't do that enough of that little by little little by little we end up just not doing that and focusing on quote-unquote serious things and things that totally. matter quote-unquote you know, right and uh. and we just lose touch of That creativity that you were sharing, because I I feel that for so many people, that is a lot of the source of joy. You know, and I'm not talking about happiness, but just that sense of joy, you know, that you, when Mm. you do the the thing that you do and you feel so, so just joyful and giddy, you know, and, and you feel energized. you know know, after doing whatever it is that you do that you know as a as an artist or as a creator you know as a creative person you know it's you feel that sense of energy to continue doing more creative
1: energy have you seen that rosa connect to your spiritual energy because you said you know it is spiritual it's got Mm -hmm. its connection to source Mm -hmm. and god but i the more i cultivate it the more i feel like like in my divine feminine, I feel sexier. I feel like lit up. Do you Mm -hmm. feel that? I love
0: that. Yes. And you know, what? that's one of the things that for me, you know, is, um, you know, doing podcasting that, that joy. And I, and I don't know, I don't think it's necessarily the podcasting itself. It's the conversation, the creative conversations that I have with people, not as a therapist, you know, but as just a person, you know, just me connecting with you as, you know, just as, as just two women, right? Just talking yeah. and sharing about our journey. And we have a lot in common. So that even, you know, that makes it even better. Right. So I, I, I have, I have felt that energy, you know, after like a really good interview or someone that is just really like, just the energy is just really good and, and juicy. I felt, I felt that. So it's so, yes. so that's one way um that I've, have been able to experience that, but it is something that, that I, I think it's, we, it's important to honor, you know, and notice it and be really intentional about creating it. Because if we're just like, oh, like, okay, I feel happy. I have, I'm in a good mood, but to really reflect on, well, what, what was it about this conversation Mm. for me? You know, what was it about this conversation? How can I make, create more of this to fill, you know, to fill my cup, to, to, to rejuvenate my, my, my energy?
1: Yeah. I feel like that's, that's how people can kind of see reparenting a little bit because sure. It's not the full, like, but Mm -hmm. we are, we're checking in with ourselves after we let our inner child Mm -hmm. be creative, go Mm -hmm. play on the who God use whatever mediums. But then later it's so important to check in. Like, like you said, what did you like about that? Mm -hmm. Who were you around that made you feel lit up? Yeah. To, to express your creativity who who has been you know around you where you feel like you have to shrink your creativity checking exactly. in with ourselves after is so nurturing and and affirming to like go yeah. ahead and do it the next day like yeah. right now my my foot's broken Ooh. and I have like I took a couple days to just mm-hmm. soul right? And be like, oh, what was uh, me? But yeah. I have now been like resting. I've been uh, watercoloring and like, it's nothing, it's doodles. But I'm like, I guess I'm watercoloring now. Mm-hmm. So it's when we really just check in with like, well, what will make my time sitting here better? And I feel like that is simple reparenting we can do all the time. I love that. Yeah. And you mentioned that what makes us shrink,
0: what makes us go the opposite Mm. direction, right? Just that depletes our energy. That's also sometimes people, sometimes you need to start with that, right? If you have found what rejuvenates, what gives you energy, then just reflect. I, I mean, I would encourage folks that are listening to just reflect on what depletes your energy. You know, what are those? "Quote unquote energy vampires it doesn't have to be people it could yes. be activities shows right um i don't know maybe i mean from a lot of people is actual people that you interact with workplace whatever it is mm. but to find that is a good place to start you know what motivates totally. me
1: <laughs> right totally and i noticed the more creative i've let myself show up as the more it helps people i'm around just like my husband let not let I don't want to say let but validated my creative expression mm-hmm. and welcomed it and like supported it. The more I do that for myself, my mm-hmm. friends become more like, "Hey Cynthia, you inspired me to be creative mm-hmm. myself." And then they show up, and I'm like, "I had no idea that you are that amazing." At and they're like, "Me neither." I just like finally I love that yeah. And so I see it in my parents. Even like the more I allow myself tenderness and creativity, my mom's like you know what, I think I might join you. And it's like, we, you know, so often we think we shouldn't because these people aren't until we take the wheel. And we're like, no, 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 no. People see us in our joy. And they're like, let me get some of that. And that has been like double duty. Like, that's just like the the gifts that keep on giving. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, Cynthia, I want
0: to go back to something you mentioned. So you you Mm -hmm. talked about being and I don't know if I heard this right. Were you in postpartum stage during the pandemic or? or no, even... I
1: would say I was, mm-hmm. I was out of it. Thank goodness. Okay. Right. So I was were... out of it okay. like maybe a year. Okay. Um, but I was in work burnout because then okay. once postpartum okay. lifted, yeah, I remember knowing when it, it was like two years and I don't, I don't know if you've ever had postpartum, but it kind of feels like it lifts. A little bit a Mm -hmm. little bit more and then and then I feel like I felt a little but in postpartum, I was depression 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 yeah 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 Yeah, the anxiety was different but yeah you
0: yeah I didn't experience postpartum depression I think maybe you know the first week or two or three maybe like when your hormones are all changing but I, 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 what I experienced was anxiety and, Mm. and when you mentioned the, uh, the intrusive thoughts that you had during the the pandemic, when you were going through that burnout, you know, I I went through something like that with, um, during my postpartum anxiety phase, that Mm. was really, really difficult. Um, and, but yeah, I just wanted to, the reason why I'm asking, I just wasn't, I didn't catch it if you were in postpartum or it was just burnout or both, you know, the combination Uh, of both.
1: Yeah. I would say It was postpartum and then Mm -hmm. I think I was burned out with work while I was in postpartum, but I I needed this job because it was in the field. It was somewhat flexible that it, 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 it was the only thing I could do. I had to avoid my burnout because I was too busy in my postpartum. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and you know, the, the thing
0: with, with working for a, a big organization, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. You know, I mean, so many people thrive in working for an organization. The problem is when, when it starts um, just affecting you to, you know, the way it did for you and you know if for so many right. people it's fine you know they can go to work they they live in I'm sorry they work in a in a very positive environment for a big organization they're thriving there's nothing wrong with that I think that the problem is when it becomes so toxic for our mental health and our physical health that it's literally your your you're you so your life depends on it right it's right like doing this for too long your body gives yourself. up yeah. yeah 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 and so I want to ask you um so you mentioned at the very beginning about uh, being a therapist and a creative now you know so yeah. would you say that that's how you see yourself and and the healing work that you do do you is that more or less of how you how you see and present or identify as now and in your more in your professional roles
1: i love that i love talking to therapists because you guys have the best questions (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, yeah that's a great question Mm -hmm. you know what i i totally claim that now and i even you know um i do therapy Mm -hmm. i have my own private practice and i do rooted in reflection which is more of like workshops Mm -hmm. but i do feel like i i love that I navigate through both. Um, in therapy, I use my creativity by allowing like flexible things like we do oracle cards, we might go for a walk, we might do stretching, we might journal, do some drawing. But what I really love is that I can now do more creative things that are our wellness like um, I have a cannabis sound bath event coming up and that's something I would have only dreamed of and I had to really mm-hmm. let go of my fear. Mm-hmm. Um, of other things to be able to allow it. And now we have like 20 people coming today and it's this community that is needed, you know? So once I let my creativity really be the purpose of, of my heart work, then I found myself like, I'm just as good a, as doing it like this than I am serving as a therapist. So yeah, I definitely find myself creative. And you know what, Rosa, sometimes, mm-hmm. um, I, I do these reels and I, I, I don't even remember doing them. And I hate to sound like that, but it's so spirit led. And I say that because I've never been spirit led before. I grew up, uh, well, my parents were Catholic, but we didn't really go to church. Um, So I was atheist. I would always say I was atheist. And now I consider myself spiritual,
0: Mm. but
1: it's really been through this creativity. And I will do reels that are creative. And I remember doing it, but I really didn't do it. It was Mm. really like divine Creativity. Do you do you
0: ever feel like that? No, I haven't felt like that. But I that's something I would love to experience. Uh, well that's, oh my That's goodness. how I know yeah. I am
1: because I've never yeah. never felt like this, and I've never felt so like in my creative power but you know, it, it you really know I, t- was I take
0: it, it. Uh-huh. back I think I so I'm 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 a writer that um, okay. you know I haven't published anything but I, I've been I've been writing for my entire life just writing different things and um one of the things that I've noticed what you just shared and just came to mind is that sometimes I write things and then I forget I even <laughs> I wrote that and then I go back and I'm like wait did I write that what?
1: Right.
0: that's pretty <laughs> yes, freaking badass that that, that that so now I take that back yes that has happened mm. through writing only <laughs>
1: yeah. so imagine I yeah. bet like, and that's kind of what it is I you should like look in that and I bet you have like pieces I've never of thought about it <laughs> yes and like that I bet if you look back and when you're just so amazed by you I bet you if you put that out, people will be mm-hmm. like, whoa. And you're like, I don't know. I was just like on a flow, but it's that oh, flow when I feel most tapped in. Yeah. yeah
0: thank you. Yeah, I, I hadn't
1: thought about that, but yeah, that's so true.
0: Well, I love your reels. I think they're so fun and informative. And I, I, I think you always try to give um, just a, some kind of tool or or something tangible that people can use now right instead of this yeah, more of the I, theoretical, try joyful.
1: yeah. I try to yeah. be joyful because I was like what is the difference now if I'm leaving my job how will I be different mm-hmm. right how am I and so I used to work in the last five years I was in death and dying can you believe that can you mm-hmm. I, I still sometimes yeah. look at myself mm-hmm. on like the joy in my face but my joy was gone oh. and it was yeah. because it was just a job where um, it wasn't so much the people it was just how we had to show up and be like yep mm-hmm. this is all we can do for you too bad and it was just mm-hmm. a sad yes. way of yeah. treating people mm-hmm. so in this job I was like I have to be joy centered because I realized that nobody's going to come tell us these ways of being joy centered they're going to shame us or give us these CBT DBT blah blah, blah. so I really try to leave interactions with joy because the way that I was taught in this healthcare mm-hmm. is shame and shame mm-hmm. does nothing for us. It actually just keeps us frozen. So mm-hmm. yeah, thank you. My, my, I try to just yeah. show with reels, and I just feel like called to do this work. And, and I know it sounds silly, like reels, but I feel so called to speak up. And then I got a reading the other day, um, mm-hmm. by J crown Emerald. She's mm-hmm. a great, um, she does, um, indigenous healing, through like readings and chakra readings for, um, women of color, particularly black and Caribbean Latinos. Mm -hmm. And I got a reading with her and Mm -hmm. she was saying like, your ancestors know that, um, that in these modern times, they have to connect with you in modern ways. So they're not trying to scare you. I really needed her to say that. Cause then I was like, you know what, Mm -hmm. Jay, I've been doing these reels, but I don't even know where this message came from. I will literally think of something." I just record myself talking and then I look mm-hmm. at it and I'm like, I said that, like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that a year ago, or I didn't believe that a year yeah, ago. Yeah, And so absolutely. I was like, I feel like it's spirit led. And she's like, that's it. And they're using, you know, like they're really helping you speak through it in a modern way, like Instagram, but in your indigenous ways, maybe you would have been the town storyteller. You would have been the curandera in your abuela's town, you know? And I was like, wow, I never thought of it like that. So even if we're just doing yeah. reels, in our, you know, in my abuela, she was a curandera. She was, um, I won't say bruja because, well, her kids call her bruja, but um, the, she doesn't like to be called that. I Mm -hmm. I, I found out by the, by the reader. She was like, don't call her bruja. She doesn't Mm -hmm. like that term. But anyway, I found that even though I'm doing it this way, what does that mean in my lineage? I probably have been the person that held space for the community in a different Mm -hmm. way. So in this way, it's real. So i i I'm claiming it as my spiritual like place in this world. I don't know. Mm, yeah, no, you are, and
0: you're, you're, and, and you're healing your your lineage. You know, backwards and forward, through your own journey, through your own healing and creativity. Yeah, yeah I love that. You know, and, and Cynthia, thank you so much for being so open and, and just so. Uh, just generous, you know, with the information that you shared and your story. And I I think so many parts of it are relatable to different you know different people I, you just shared so much and I really appreciate that because I know it's hard to come on on a podcast and especially because we had not we have not met up until now wow. today right so yeah. I know it's it's hard but I really really appreciate that thank you thank you for sharing yeah and I was able to identify with so much of what you share and you know I didn't you know I didn't say much because I wanted to hear your story but so many things that you shared I was like oh my god that is me what I you know what I've been through or going through or some element of 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 what you shared I've experienced so so yeah so I really really um, appreciate you sharing and you know for the folks that would love to get to know more about you and and the healing work that you do how can they find you?
1: Sure Um, I'm on Instagram with Uh, Rooted underscore in underscore reflection, rooted in reflection. And you could find my website, rootedinreflection.org. We have um, a workshop coming up in November. It's Mondays. It's an inner child reparenting myself with joy workshop. That's one of my favorites because it's like a community space. Mm -hmm. But I'm also doing a really fun event. Tonight is an event um, that this will have already aired, but it is a sound bath. With mm-hmm. an inner child visualization, and then mm-hmm. in November, if you're in Long Beach, I have mm-hmm. inner child altar making and rituals. So we're just going to talk mm-hmm. about how I we can make that. our own inner child altar. And yeah, I just I love to do creative workshops. And one of my favorite things is, you know, if you know of an agency looking for wellness talks or mental health, you know, um, to hold a conversation with with employees, I would I also love to do virtual and in person workshops. Mm-hmm.
0: Love. Okay. Wonderful. I love that. Okay, Cynthia. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. And I look forward to another conversation with you soon.
1: Same here. Thank you, Rosa, for having me. Of course.
0: I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope that you found it healing and nourishing to your mind and soul. If there's a friend that you think would benefit from listening to this information, please share it, share about our podcast. If you feel called to, please leave us a review as this really, really helps boost our presence here in Apple Podcasts and it makes it easier for others to find us. To stay up to date on new episode releases and special events and projects that I'm working on, you can follow us on Instagram at Inner Healing Paths Podcast. And you can subscribe to my newsletter by going to my website, which is rosachetilcsw.com. And I will include this information and links in the show notes. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to sharing with you again next time.